Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. It's the 49er Faithful UK show. Week 7 and the Niners fall to another loss. This time 22-17 to the Vikings on Monday Night Football. The defence allowed Kirk Cousins and the Vikings to rack up over 450 yards of offence while the Niners offence struggled for rhythm and turned the ball over three times. So what's happened to turn an unbeaten high-scoring team with a stifling defence into a team that seems to be struggling all over the field and maybe on the sidelines? I'm Gareth Ellis, and hopefully having all the answers for that, it's Lee Gowland. Hi right, guys, it's all doom and gloom. It's all over. Oh. Let's let's just pack up our bags and go home. Paul Hope? Not purdy good, Gareth. Not purdy good tonight, buddy. Sorry to hear that, mate. And uh, Naji Kura. Hello, everyone. Good evening, guys. Uh, we covered a little bit from the Red Eye. and uh, Not, not, not a great quite. game to watch, was it? Not quite. Uh, I mean... You know, no, no, that's football. Yeah. It, was a, it was a good game. Yeah, I thought it was a good game. It was just disappointing from yeah, all perspective. Uh, yeah, I think as a game itself, yeah, it was good. You had some crazy plays, some turnovers. Yeah. And, you know, it's the NFL. It's fun. Yeah, it's not fun when you lose, but football's fun. Well, hopefully you've got your three talking points ready then, if you enjoyed the game or didn't. Yeah. Well. Who's going to start? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on Paul. I know you, you always speak on Paul. Home. You always speak on Paul. Because he always does his oh, he's, like, he's like a teacher's pet, isn't he? Now, <laughs> he is. Does he bring you apples? Is that what, is I, was that just, I was just about to say the same thing. I bet you get some shit from Tesco's. <laughs> well, his fail, face beaming away. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail, gentlemen. But totally. my three talking points tonight are the eye test, which Nadji talks quite a lot about, under pressure, and I'll explain that as more meanings than one, and... We're not purdy good at the moment, Gareth. Time to be concerned. Mm. Nanji, what have you got for us? Uh, let's not get rid of Debo uh, ever. And our secondary needs to step up. To step up. And the, the Manning cast is actually pretty good. I really enjoyed it. And I kind of want to talk about it because I think it's interesting. All right, so, well, that's, so that's interesting that's because, I mean, obviously off camera, I, I was absolutely convinced that somebody was going to have two of my three talking points and so far nobody's got any of them um so my first talking point is the defensive play calling the last play of the game on the uh in the in the first half well not the last play of the, the first half the one where they got the touchdown um doom and gloom merchants people who have you believe that that's it the season's over we absolute trash we're we're a we we're a fraud all that sort of stuff you know the people that overreact and um where, where was jordan mason Oh, did, did he have oh like God. the Where's Wally shirt on? Yeah, do you know what? what? I, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that been my what the hell? Thing. Yeah, true. Yeah. No idea. Where was he? No idea. So th- those are my three. We're on the same page because under pressure has more than one meaning. That's what I was. Oh, look at cryptic, Ooh. cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't right. go for the movie reference. I went for <laughs> no, the old school Queen <laughs> music reference because right. part right. of the comments Lee I've seen, I've seen it off air, and actually there's some superstitions kicking about. So we're not allowed to watch parties anymore. I'm not allowed yeah. to go to weddings because we always lose after I've gone to a wedding. And you're not allowed to make movie references because someone's cottoned on that. Every time you make a movie reference, something bad happens. So just get it out there, Gareth. We'll get all those out. We're not doing any so, of those things ever again. I'll, I wish you told me about the movie reference thing. 
because I would have made this short full of movie <laughs> references. We've got Thursday yet to come, Lee, so yeah. save it for then. Well, well, yeah, that's it. I mean, I can't do anything about the Vikings game, so why don't I just hex us the for, the, uh, for the Bengals game? Yeah, that's right. Go on. How about you, Gareth? I, I couldn't I couldn't split it down just to to three, so I've actually oh. got four. But they're all they're all pretty much the same question, really. Which is where is the pass rush, the run game, the offensive creativity, and the defensive in game adjustments? Uh, four things that I think were missing last night. Um, who, where should we, where should we start then? Where should we start? I think we're, uh, Jordan Mason, run game. I think that's important. We'll start with the offense. Yeah. So so Lee. Jordan Mason. I mean. Christian McCaffrey, what? Injured. I don't think he ended up playing a hundred percent of the snaps because I saw him on the sideline. I think for one snap. Yeah, Mitchell was in. <laughs> That's right, Mitchell was in. But yeah, where, where, where was Jordan missing at? No idea. Um, I mean, I, I can't understand it. And because we were struggling, struggling to do the normal type of run game that we have, Jordan Mason's more of a power back than the type mm. of player that McCaffrey was. And surely we should have been giving him the opportunity to try and get our run game going because we just didn't. It, it didn't work, and I think that's why we struggled last night. And it, it begs the question, has he done something? Has, has he said something? Has, has he rubbed somebody up the wrong way? Is, is it something he's not doing in practice? Because we know what Shanahan's like. If, mm. if he sees something in practice, he's more than happy to, to sit a player for the entire season. Yeah, sure. I don't know how true this is, but I've heard Kyle Shanahan's not impressed with him in the pass blocking. And remember, right. Flores likes to bring the pressure from different places. So Brian Bolging has already broke down how well Kittle was playing against one of the Vikings' premier pass rush. So that could be a reason why Mason wasn't in there. But I think we're all on the same page. McCaffrey's coming to this with a bit of an injury. Mm-hmm. Mitchell hasn't impressed. And we needed to try something, like you said, what was it the last game that he was five yards a carry for Jordan Mason? Yeah, why, almost, why almost not six. use that? Like yeah, it, just... it just seems strangely, but I don't know how true that is, but apparently it could be to do with his pass blocking abilities. And given that Trent Williams was out last night, maybe he's with Jalen Moore in there. Kyle didn't want to add someone else in there that he had to try and scheme around, but could be that. I mean that that's a, a valid answer to it's, why he, he wasn't playing. Also. We should have tried. We should have tried him say. in. Yeah. You know, um, you try to think... get the game going. Your offense is kind of stalling and nothing's going well, especially the run game. Just give it a go. And, yeah. yeah. I think we, we needed to try something different, different. And I do get the pass protection thing. But if Purdy's just going to hand him the ball and he's going to crash into the middle, why is his pass protection an issue? Yeah, that's true. I, it just because makes you that, predictable, isn't it? It's the it, it's the well, it, but yeah, yeah, it, it it does, but it only becomes predictable if you do it a few times in a game. I.e., you suddenly bring Mason in and he's going to run out the middle, and then yeah. you bring him out and McCaffrey's doing something else. So it becomes predictable when you do it three or four times on the run. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it at all. No. Um, again, yeah, struck struck me as odd, and I think the whole run game has been struggling. Um, dare I say it? Are we missing Mike McGlinchey a little bit? I think we don't so. Don't seem to be cutting open those run yeah. lanes. No, I think I think we are. We definitely missed Trent a little bit in in terms of mm. running block uh, last night, and having McCaffrey clearly not a hundred percent. I don't think he was. Um, and yeah, it's just it's a weird one, and it also raises the question as 
is Kyle relying too much on CMC? He's got his new toy that he's had for just about a year now. And it's just, you know, 100% of the snap after you were doubtful or questionable to play. It's a, it's a weird, it's, it's a weird one. And maybe the fact that we lost and you don't want to try something new last week and it, you, you're away again. So, you know, tra- a lot of travel and we decided to go back home in between the games, which I found was a bit weird considering we, Minneapolis is not really that far from Cleveland uh, in terms of flying. Um, yeah, a bit of a bit weird. Maybe it's you know Kyle trying to find something new in his play calling and stuff, but it's not quite working. Um, and just makes us ask a lot of questions like, "Where's Jordan Mason? Why does Mitchell get one snap and no more than now?" It's just really weird. Um, and but to play devil's advocate, Nadji, I know we love CMC, and some people tune in this show think we never criticise that costly fumble. If that oh, goes yeah. in, you always talk about the momentum shift. It's the second Huge. one in recent weeks. I mean, there's mm. I've, I've seen talk on social media, the 10-point swing, you know, yeah. if uh, Moody scores the field goal, if CMC runs that one in. But if our running game isn't working, you need your quarterback to step up. And like like you've said, it was just a comedy of errors last night. But I don't know with, with Mitchell. I, I was kind of excited to see him on the field. And like you said, he got one snap. And I mean, you play running back for your team. It, can't, it must be soldier destroying trotting him out for one snap. Get him blown and he just up. Ran up the well. middle. And then yeah, get he didn't get a chance. Up. It just seemed a bit strange to me. Yeah, no, it's it's very weird. Very, very weird. It's almost like we didn't really have... We, I, I, and it goes to my point. I think really, really, really missed Debo last night. And he's very important in everything we do. Not just the threat of him, but actually hand him in the ball in key situations and trusting him in a pass game. And I think even the two picks, do they happen with Debo on the field? Maybe not. Um, so, yeah, I think it moves us nicely to to that. Because he, he, he is the player, I think, that's probably most on the bubble for not keeping because of all the contracts next year. Um, yeah. Uh, after seeing the two games last, you know, because we lost him the first quarter against Cleveland, I... I think we need to try and keep him. <laughs> he's he's very very important. Uh, a bit like a Tyree kill changes the way you do things on offense. Uh, I think Debo is that kind of guy. I don't know if you guys agree, but that's the impression I had from the game last night. We just kind of like look lose like, some. I don't know. It's weird. We just we don't make sense anymore unless he's in there. It's weird. Well, he's he's hardly lit things up this season. I, no. I don't know that we've missed him that much. Juwan Jennings stepped up. Ayuk has obviously taken over as the as the pure receiver. Um, Kittle got more in the game um, as it went on. Uh, McLeod got two catches, 20 yards, even a, a rare catch for Rostwelli. Uh, I I don't know that we've missed him. I, I, ah, I think I it's think more we, on the offense. I think we do. I think, well, we yeah, do I, I think we have as well. Just, just having him on that field makes the defense have to account for him. And it completely changes what they're thinking at the time. Yeah. Because re- regardless of how well that uh, Brandon Ayuk is doing at the moment, the two players that they're most worried about is CMC and Debo because of what they can do by just passing straight out to the flat because they can absolutely kill you by going through you. And, and that's why they need to account for it. And it's potentially why Ayuk has had such a... <sighs> I'm, this is going to sound terrible for uh, Brandon Ike. It, it might be why Ike's done so well at the start of the season. 
that's not take away from the fact that he is definitely a number one wide receiver in the NFL, without a shadow of a doubt. He is our best wide receiver on the team. Um, so I might be doing him a little bit of an injustice there by saying that, but you can't help look at the way teams play against us when we've got both Debo and CMC on the field to when we've only got one or the other. It, it completely changes it. Well, we always used to say Debo was our most complete weapon, yeah. and then we got CMC. And, and like you've said, I think in any other offence, he, he isn't maybe as successful. There was a bit last night, chaps, where I think uh, Kittle did a bit of an end around, bit of a motion, and then he got it like on a third down and he got the one yard. And I thought, if that's Debo Samuel, he doesn't just get the one yard, yeah, he exactly. breaks it. Yeah, and true. like you said, that's another wrinkle to our offence. And me and Nadji were talking off air before you two joined us with the, the Brock Purdy interceptions. They don't happen when you've got Debo on the field. And yeah. he hasn't got that chemistry with Ray McLeod yet. And Jennings' route running isn't as good as Ayuk's route running. And because um, Ayuk's to, to, to be fair with Jennings, mind, he, I mean, he did get stuck by the defender. Mm. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a slant. I'm just, when you watch yeah. it back, his route wasn't quite as crisp. And I think if you look yeah. at how Purdy's been throwing those anticipatory throws into those spaces, if you're off by a slight second. Um, and like you said, Ayuk was invisible last night, Lee, but he was the number one receiver. Credit to the Vikings, the, the game plan for that. But he still had five receptions for 57 yards. But I think, Nadji, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. And this isn't because he's Connor Ryan's favourite player. But we do need to keep Debo. And I hope he's fit for the Buccaneer game. Cause well, I mean, especially mm. that, you know, the, the whole Vikings plan was to bring as much pressure as possible, blitzing linebackers and stuff. And the easiest thing to do, and that's kind of what they did to us when we started bringing pressure, screens. You know, uh, jet sweep, all that kind of stuff just neutralizes blitzing so well and puts the, you know, the, the, all those DBs in such a, a ter- terrible spot that they have to try and tackle Debo in open space. It's, it's very hard to do. And we just couldn't do that because we didn't have him. And I think it's Peyton Manning that said it. It's not the case of just, oh, you know, get Ronnie Bell and just asking him to do that because he just doesn't have the skill set. Uh, yet anyway, he hasn't shown it. Debo is just one of one, and we've seen it so many times. And I've said, been saying it, he's one of one. There's no one like him in the NFL. And I, I thought we wouldn't miss him, but after those two games, I, I can't wait to have him back. Even if he's not 100%, I think you're right, Lee. Him being on the field and doing those weird motion when he runs and turns around Brock and comes back, the defense is thinking, what is going on? And we couldn't do that last night. Um, and and we became a little more predictable, and therefore not as good and easier yeah. to defend. So uh, I I think that's what happened really uh, ultimately. But um, I want to talk but, positive I, stuff though. We we need to talk about positives. I've uh, I've got those towards the end, Nadji. Let's okay. let's dig dig through all the rubbish first, Sounds and good. get to the uh, to the cherry on top. Uh, have we uh, dovetailed into your under pressure, Paul? Well. It links in with what Lee wants to talk about with Steve Wilkes, but and it links in with my eye test. So there's a lot of talk on social media about Nick Bosa. I'm sure you saw that he got paid on and off the field. There were some photographs released in the run-up to this game. He's signed for some fashion brand, and I've seen some people on social media saying he's not keyed in, he's not switched on. And on this show, we've talked about the pressure rate. You go on PFF, you go on next-gen stats, but last night, we only had 18 pressures as a team 
and Kirk Cousins did not feel under pressure at all. And mm. we said, we've often said it with the eye test. You give a quarterback like Kirk Cousins time to stand in that pocket and pick us apart. And we've all joked that Kyle Shanahan would love Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins playing like that last night. I did have a few non-Niners fans reach out to me and say, maybe Purdy won't be next year because Kirk Cousins didn't put a foot wrong, for want of a better word. But we only had six pressures off Bosa, two off Hargrave, two off Greenlaw, two off Randy Gregory, two off Armstead. Cousins dropped back 45 times last night, only got hit six times and didn't get sacked once. And the way this team is set mm. up, I don't know if you've seen the interview where Bosa has come out and basically said... We normally a four-rush team, but Wilkes wants us to play different. And he kind of does the standard Borsa sigh, and he just doesn't look happy. Mm. And, I, and I think that links into what you're going to say, Lee, about Steve Wilkes and the play calling. I don't think he should be up in the booth. I think we're missing that energy on the sideline. 100%. And I think the in-game adjustments. I mean, that, that play call for the Addison touchdown, why we're sending the house when I mean, we've got 16 let's seconds the, on the clock. Let's no defend the guy, out. though. I... I know the play call is weird, but it worked. It's a pick. That's a pick nine times out of ten. It's so unfortunate that Mooney doesn't hold on to it. Yeah, it, yeah, it but worked. the thing is, I know that, it's dangerous. That particular situation in the game worked. didn't it did. call for yeah, it. It, 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 it just called for us to, to stop them, I know. To, to get that I know. clock to run I get out. that. I get that. And, but... and, and he went for like, he, he went for a big. He went for the game-winning play at the end of the first half. I know that's what it was. But it and worked to me. It, it, it felt almost. Well, <laughs> it didn't, didn't work. Does didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, it almost felt like arrogance from him to do that at that particular stage of the it. game. I get it. I totally. I'm get sure it. with Shanahan, all he wanted them to do is make sure that that time ran out. Yeah. No. So no. For sure. It's. It was our lowest um, pass rush win rate since 2017. And we've all been spoilt by this defence, chaps. We're used to our front four. And when we've added Hargrave, and the, the way we started the season, so that's why I was tongue-in-cheek with the under-pressure, because we talk about stats, you talk about next-gen stats, PFF, but the eye test last night, we all watched that game. Kurt Cousins was made to look better than what he is. And I'm not trying to take anything away um, from him, because he is a good yeah. quarterback. But our D-line, with the money that we've invested, Lee, um, a bit of a worry. Sure. Maybe we can yeah. bounce back. But well... I think it goes to my point, though. I don't think our secondary is playing well enough. And I've said no, it a lot of time, you know, it, it, if the secondary doesn't do its job, it's a lot harder for the D-line to get home because the ball is out too quick for them to get there. And our secondary has not been playing well at all. Like, I, where's Huff? Have you seen Huff this season? Yeah. It's, you know, well, seven games now and he hasn't done anything. Where's the guy it's... from... It's it's linked to the pass rush, isn't it? This is. Do you remember what, what Richard Sherman uh, always used to say? Yeah, you I mean, know, they you are rush, intertwined. We cover. They are intertwined, and I think the the yeah. pressure isn't there. There doesn't seem much creativity in that pass rush. They all seem to just be rushing forward. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. when people used to loop round, find yeah. gaps, push to the side? They just seem to be bull rushing every time, and because mm-hmm. they're not getting the pressure on, the zone coverage. Kirk's got time or had time last night to find his receivers in the gaps. Well, you um, said time. I think you're right. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have that much time. Well, he had a really he, quick release. He had this quickest release. Of this said about had, the defensive backs. Yeah, he had the defensive all the backs he in previous years. Well, the defensive backs in previous years. What the problem was wasn't the fact that they couldn't cover the re- receiver from the snap of the ball. It's that they couldn't 
cover the receiver for 15 seconds because we had no pass rush. What we're finding now is our defensive backs are not covering the wide receivers on the snap of the ball. They're creating separation, which allows the likes of Kirk Cousin to get the ball out quick, which means our pass rush is not going to get there anyway. Yeah. Because they're they're expected to get the pressure within mm. two seconds, and it's that's not, not going to happen. It's, it's scary as well, that no Justin Jefferson and that Huff Nadji. Well, that last yeah. play we were talking about when you go back and watch the 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 slow down replay, Huff seems like he's in no man's land. He's mm. like, should I go? Should I not go? Yeah. And I think that's what we're talking about. We we all said yeah. there'd be growing pains with this team with Brock Purdy with a new coordinator. I think Brock uh, Nick Bosa not being there through preseason could be coming back to bite us. He's admitted maybe there's certain things in this scheme that he hasn't got the grips with. Now the sky isn't falling in. Lee made a joke at the start about fire everyone, sack everyone, and I've seen that talk on social media. We're still yeah. five and two as it stands at the moment. Um, remember this time last year we were three and four and we just traded for CMC. But I, I think. Wilkes is feeling the pressure a little bit, but that's mm. maybe reactionary because as a fan base, very passionate. And you do want to see more from this defence, but it might lead on to some trade talk in the secondary, Nadji, because maybe we need a bit of help. But I've seen some people wanting another edge rusher and it's just going to be crazy time for the deadline that, Tuesday. I don't know that it's Next the Tuesday. personnel that's the problem. I don't think Huff or, or Gibson or, or anybody has suddenly become poor players. They just seem to be, they're doing their job and they're not where they need to be. That always seems to me they're just off because uh, Cousins found wide open receivers all night long and we didn't change it. That's been probably my biggest concern. And it was the same thing. I saw very much the same pattern against the Browns. We, when we saw this with Salah and, and Ryans, people would have a good first quarter, sometimes a good first half, and we'd adjust. We'd shut the door or at least make it a lot more difficult to do what they were doing. Whereas we just seem to be sticking with what mm. we're doing that's not working and not changing it. And I, I don't know about you, I, I got the impression last night the defence, they came out quite flat. They didn't get fired up until I think the stop they made deep in the third quarter where suddenly they're jumping around and they're, and they're helmet butting each other. Yeah, uh, and we I didn't th- see any of that early I, on. I think it goes back flat. to what Paul was saying. I, th- I think he's in the booth and we're missing the Saleh, Demeco Ryan's yeah. experience on the sideline firing at people. Schwartz did it at Cleveland. You see the guys celebrating the minorest of tackles. And that's just not happening. Uh, so I was, was going to say a similar thing, actually, what Paul was saying about Wilkes being up in the booth. But the problem is, even if he's not in the booth, he's not the type of He's no. not the type of coach that gets we people need, wound up. Corey Check to step up, I think, and be that yeah. guy that just kind That's of it. just shouts at people and have big smiles around and just have fun. Mm. It it does look like they're not having a lot of fun right now, and it's mm-hmm. it they they're That's on right. the field to do their job, and it's it's just not quite right. This, uh, and as far this, as the defensive backs are concerned, you, yeah. I mean, it's, it's plainly obvious what's wrong with the defensive backs. We're missing Sammy Warmack. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what it is. I mean, yeah, missing yeah, yeah. Sammy Warmer. Of course it is. Yeah. He's going to come Ward. in and save the day. No, we're definitely yeah. missing, Jimmy. missing Jimmy Ward. Well, I'll, I'll say this. We have been putting Greenlaw on slot receivers for whatever reason. I mean, the first touchdown to Addison, Dre is trying to cover mm. this super speedster, skinny guy. It's just not going to go well for us. At least when we had Jimmy Ward, he was on the field all the time and was probably better equipped at covering a, a guy like that. But I don't really understand what's going on with um, Oliver. He's in, he's out, he's a nickel, he's not a nickel, and then uh, Oren Burks is in. Yeah, I, and I think 
that's the thing. I, I'm saying the secondary isn't playing well enough and the D-line is not playing well enough. And it may well be a scheme thing. Absol- you're absolutely mm-hmm. right, Gareth. But it's hard to it's hard to take one without the other. And until something changes, you can say, oh, it was the skin or it was one of the players. But I would, you know, at, at some point, you, you know football, you're on the field and if the call you don't like, just do something else. Come on, Huff, just be be you and go and pick that ball out of the air. Go and deflect it. And if it's a touchdown, you're just going to go and get shouted at. Um, but yeah, it, something is going to have to change because... That's two good teams that we play, and I don't even think the Vikings are that good of a team, and, and we don't look nowhere near as good. That being said, they only scored 20 points. That's not a lot <laughs> in the think, NFL. I think well, that, was, you know. that was more they're, they're not that that good a team. Uh, as yeah. we said off air, a better team would have put 40 points on us Maybe, because yeah. those field exactly. goals, those, those first and goals that they kicked would have been touchdowns with a better team. And they, they had a few offensive miscues as well. Um, which I think That's helped right. us out, uh, and obviously they missed a field goal as well. So, and before you move yeah. on, Gareth, the missed tackles mm. while we're talking defense, because this is across yeah. the board. Nine missed last night. Too much. That's Nineteen in the last yeah. two losses, yeah, and it much. did seem there was a couple of like players where, I mean, Cam Akers did nothing at the Rams, and people were bouncing off him. Um, but I think I just wanted to throw that out there because that is part of the defensive makeup. And to be fair, Nadja, I hadn't thought of it. They're not having fun. And as a defender, you want to hit people. So if you're not hitting people, you're not having fun, you make a mistake, it all suddenly starts to kind mm. of like do, add up. Do you not think it's because Cleveland did to us what we did to teams last season? That they beat us up so badly in the trenches that we struggled the week after? I don't think Possibly. so. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the Browns' offense wasn't lights out. <laughs> we just no, but it was still a physical game. Yeah, it was a physical game. It was still game. a physical game. Yeah. I mean, every game is physical, you know, really. It's not, there's not but that much we difference, did, margins. We did have a, an extra day to recover, um, but and didn't look like it. We looked no. like the team that had just had the short week. True. Yeah. No, there is definitely a lot of work, and we're going to have to look a lot better than that if we want to win a Super Bowl, which is a goal. Mm. Who uh, Whose talking point are we going to go to uh, to next? Neji, I think you had one that we've not covered. Well, what did I say? Uh, I can't remember now because I don't write I don't it down. Know. I just make it up as I go along. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you want to talk? Well, let's talk. Let's talk good stuff. Uh, if we've talked enough bad stuff, or unless we want to talk Purdy um, for a bit, because Purdy is could, is worth a conversation. I know that was uh, that was Paul's. Go on, Paul. Do you want to tell us? No, no, no. You yeah. you have, you start off. I feel I, like uh... it. It seems like he's just playing like. A little bit like a rookie. Um, I think especially the two picks, especially the last pick. Um, it's like, what on earth are you doing? If there was one thing you don't want to do is turn the ball over. Throw it to the turf, throw a short pass and just anything but throwing it to the other team. Um, very weird. Weird scrambles that he hasn't done for a long time. Clearly was a bit under a bit of pressure that he's not quite accustomed to. Um but I thought he, he played pretty well. At one point, he was something like 15 for 17. And, you know, one pick, one touchdown kind of thing. And, and Paul, you can maybe find the stats. If you just look them in a vacuum, apart from the two pick, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. It, you know, it's on another day and with a defense that stops some people and maybe creates a couple of turnovers. And 
it, it people talk about it as being another Purdy game. So I don't think he's regressing. Uh, just I mean, definitely a mistake. The two mistakes are bad. Um, but I, I'm still, you know, he's still super young. He's gonna have some games like this, and we'd been waiting for those, and and here they are. And I think they came at the worst time because we needed him to. That's three times now. He needed to put a good drive to make us win the game. He did it against the Browns and didn't quite do it against the Vikings. I, I don't know. I'm I'm still very much, you know, he's right there. Um, the Brocket chip is not stopping. We're, we're still going. Um, I don't know what you guys thought of his performance. Yeah, so, so my thoughts of Purdy hasn't changed at all after last night's game, just because of two interceptions that he's thrown. As you've said, the, the, it's the rookie type of mistake. He's only played twelve regular season games, and a few, a few playoff games, and it's to be expected. He will make tough decisions like this. He's not a veteran, no. So you have to take the the rough with the smooth. Going back to the preview show for the Cowboys game, if you recall what I said about the uh, NFC Championship game, Montana had three three interceptions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It happens. It happens to the best players in the league. It happens to rookies. You, you just have to look at the whole game. As you said, I, I thought he played well last night, other than the two, the two um, interceptions. And to be honest, the one that went to uh, Joan Jennings, or the one he was trying to get to Joan Jennings, that wasn't that far off. He 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 didn't get chipped, but I, I thought he got held as he was coming oh, out of his yeah, route. I agree. Yeah? yeah, and there was no flag there. The ball was in the air, so it would have been pass interference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was really annoying because that's the type of thing that's, that has been happening to us. But had he been able to get out of that route, cut out of that route correctly, freely, he'd have had that ball. Mm. He'd have had it. Or if he didn't have it, he'd have been in a position to make sure nobody else got it. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. So... The last, the last interception, yeah, that was pretty poor because yeah. Ray Ray was absolutely nowhere near. Nowhere right? near. And wh- why are we uh, throwing it to Ray Ray? We have Ayuk Kittle on the field. Yeah, just throw it to those yeah, exactly. guys. For goodness. What's so going on? That's the, that's the predictability, question. isn't it? Mm. The, the the stats, Gareth. It's just it's a Purdy-esque performance. Twenty-one of thirty for two hundred and seventy-two yards. But as we kept saying, he wasn't turning the ball over. But uh, I saw a tweet from David Lombardi. And he, I haven't watched the game back, been at work, got the live to prepare for, and he claims that after watching the game back, he doesn't believe Shanahan will change his tune on Brock Purdy. He believes Purdy played well. He handled the blitz flawlessly. The missed throw, which was for Jennings, seemed to get away from him, as Lisa said there. And as you've always said, Nadji, and you are my go-to for football, it's a complimentary game. Mistakes happen, and sometimes you need things to go your way. But mm-hmm. my non-Niners fans, Lee, have hit me up. Purdy's not elite. This is what we mean. You can't win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. He's terrible, and you're like, okay, did you watch the game? Yeah, no, they've watched the highlights. They've seen some year. things on social media. They haven't watched the game. And again, I've not risen to it. I'm like, yeah, we got beat. But we still could have won, despite how bad yeah. everyone says we played. Yeah, We that's... still could have won this game and last week's. So the sky isn't exactly. falling in any time soon, yeah. everyone. There's, you can, there's you can one focus more. on the on the bad picks, but also some of the throws, particularly to Kittle, are those those intermediate throws where he gets it right where he needs it between the linebackers um, and in front of the corners, and there's somebody there. Those those precision passes, he was laser in those 
for most of the night. And I, I had some confidence. And yeah, it's a couple of mistakes. But I, I do think this, this is something I said uh, after the Browns game. As soon as we get behind, Shanahan seems to abandon the run game and, and want Purdy to throw us to victory. Uh, and I think he put, it puts a lot on him. And I think we become predictable. Because, I mean, I could see it, particularly in that fourth quarter. We're not going to be running the ball. Purdy's going to be throwing it intermediate depth practically every every pass. And I think particularly at the end of the game, that's when those interceptions happen. Because you can just sit all your defensive backs back there and you can just sit them in the pass lanes. And you can say, if he does this five or six times, one of us is going to get a chance to make a play on the ball here. Um, and, I, and I think that comes back down to, to Shanahan, really, and, and the issues with the run game, that we've just become a bit predictable. Um, and I think a good defensive coordinator finds a free guy and just says to him, look, you just sit in between those two lanes and you just wait and see the ball come your way. Uh, and that's that's it's on Purdy, but I think it's also it's a bit on Shanahan. Um, and it's it's just a bit easy for a defensive coordinator to put his guys in a position to make a play on the ball. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't think Purdy had a, had a bad game and I, I haven't got concerns on that um, at all. Sorry, Nancy, oh, I cut you off. No, no, it's okay. Um, very good point. And I'll tell you what, the, when that ball went for the pick, the last pick, as soon as he let it go, I leaped off the, my sofa because I was expecting to be Ayuk underneath all Jawan Jennings and it would have been a big completion. Uh, I, I was genuinely gobsmacked when uh, the Viking just, I was just very confused as to what was happening. And this is the kind of experience that we will carry on expecting from Birdie. And we have been, if if it's Jimmy, and I'm, we're going to go back to this because we've had, you know, six years of misery, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it wasn't all bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't all bad. Um, but if Jimmy throws that ball, it, 50-50, it's a pick or no. Um, with Brock, it, it has to be some kind of mistakes or some kind of bad play. Somebody's made some... It was weird, right? It wasn't quite uh, what should have happened. And that's why it's a pick. Um, I will say also, I think it's a good thing that you throw a pick there because he's going to learn. Sometimes you don't need to win the game by yourself. You don't need to be that QB. You don't need to be uh, the hero that's going to throw the beautiful pass in the corner of the end zone that wins the game on the last play of the game. Sometimes you just need to get your offense going. You don't need to play a hero ball. And you just need to get, if it's not there, just go down. And the same as the sack that he that he took, that he almost uh, didn't take and was a fumble or wasn't a fumble or all that. Sometimes you just need to leave an order down and who knows what's going to happen on the next one. So I think it's a good it's a good teaching point for him and it's definitely going to make him a good a better QB in the future. So I think Gareth raised a good point about Shanahan. If Wilkes is getting a bit of fire, maybe Shanahan is defensive player mm. caller. I mean, I'm a Kyle Shanahan fan, a Shanahan stan, but if you look at the point... Nadji said 20.5 we've given up the last two weeks. That's not a lot of points in the NFL when we were putting up 30. But the last two weeks we've averaged 17, which is 28th best based on the season's average with the weapons we've got. Talking about leaping off the couch, Nadji, I definitely leapt off the couch when CMC ran those two weeks. I'll say it again. I love that, man. 23. (laughs) Trying to be quiet with people upstairs. And and again, we talk about the red eye, but obviously based in the UK. That's part of the joy of watching this game. It's stupid o'clock in the morning. Going to work, tired. My boss today was like, what time did you go to bed last night, Paul? You don't want to know. (laughs) And no, my team didn't win. But I think Shanahan needs to maybe go back to the drawing board, like you said, Gareth. So that's a good point you raised there, buddy. Any uh, any more dismal stuff we want to sweep away before we look to some positives? 
Um, Doom and Gloom Merchants. They're, they're all Go over on. the place. They're out in force the last two weeks, the, the last eight, nine days. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, it, it, I need to be careful what I say here. <laughs> I need to be careful what I say. So you can look at them and think, well, obviously, they, they, they haven't been a fan that long. They can't have seen the games during the 80s. They can't have seen some of the stinking teams we lost to on the way to winning the Super Bowl. Because it happened. It happened time and time again. It happened when we would get to the NFC Championship and just fall short of getting the Super Bowl. During that season, I can guarantee you, we came up against a stinking team who were expected to absolutely maul and we ended up getting beat. It happens. And that's what's happened this year. Plenty of people who have defended the team and said, look, it's very hard to go through season unbeaten. And it's impossible. And they're right. Yeah. Well, almost. Happens once. <laughs> yeah, happened once. 50 years ago. And you, you get some people who I've, I've seen today, basically, they've wrote the season off already just after these two defeats. That's it. Five and two. We, we, we fraud. <laughs> exactly. We, we frauds. We frauds. We're not going to get to the Super Bowl. Let's just pack it in now and let's look forward to next season. And I really had to bite my lip and say, well, if that's, if that's the case, I don't expect to see you posting again this season. Yeah. If, if you're giving up, give up and go. Yeah. It's okay being frustrated, but if that's your attitude, our season's completely over. We may as well just look forward to next season. What, what's the point? What's the point in being a fan? Yeah. You're just a fair weather fan. That's what you are. You're a fair weather fan. You can't take the defeats. And I know that sounds harsh, and I'm probably going to get some criticism about that. No, I think you're right. That, I that's what I believe. I agree with you. And that's yeah. what I was, I was saying to Paul, and that's what I was trying to, the message I was trying to convey in the call last night is, it's, it's totally okay to be frustrated and annoyed, and as your team is losing, it's no fun. And, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning, and so I, I didn't have fun either. But I think there is a way of voicing your displeasure and just bashing the team and calling it quits just doesn't do anything to anyone it brings everybody else down with you and it doesn't look good on you either fans are supposed to support your team whether you lose you win whether we're you know look at the lions fans imagine how they feel today you know it's just you support your team sometimes it's going to it's going to stink. Sometimes it's going to be amazing. That's what sports is about. And we're in it to experience the, the high and the low. We call it a roller coaster for a reason. It's up and down. Oh, yeah. And we're, we're down at the moment, but it's not even that down. I, we, we need to win three more games and we make the playoff. We're in the NFC West. <laughs> we're two, we we're still two games ahead of Seattle. <laughs> we are fortunate chaps with our, with our fan base, with the community we've grown. Last week, Gareth, Nick asked me on the would you rather, would I rather take the win against the Cleveland Browns but not have had the watch party and had the memories of everyone? I was like, well, no, because that's part of the experience. Yeah. Last Tell night, me. you know, I'll be honest, I jumped off the Discord. I tried yeah. to be ultra positive. But, but I tried to be upbeat. That's what it does. So what I did, Nadji, is I jumped off and I just started chatting to some mates, and we were having yeah, yeah. the same band. But, I was still frustrated when we were making mistakes, but then, like you said, the game finished at half four this morning. You dust it off. doesn't affect my day-to-day life. Obviously, I'm gutted that we've lost, but then I knew we were going to have this therapy session this afternoon, and you just think we're fans for a reason, and it's supposed to be fun. And there were still elements of last night I've talked about CMC. I shared his touchdowns on social media. I'm still going to enjoy them. I still enjoyed George yeah. Kittle's performance last night. He, he was catching the ball. He was having fun on the field. 
we lost by five points. I keep saying we could have won both these games. We haven't been blown out like the Lions or, dare I say, the Cowboys. I've had Cowboys fans come back into my mention. I turned up for football last week and had your Seahawks fan, Matt. I'm going to shame him. I told him this. He's got a Seahawks hoodie on. He's got a Cleveland brown hat on. So he walked towards me and Connor. Me and Connor were like, oh my God, that's amazing. And he was like, are you not upset? No, mate. It's quite good banter. It's great trolling. If you want to spend your money to wind us up, we were 5-1 and one at this point. Yeah. You're that bothered about our team. But there was some people who maybe went a little bit too far with the negativity. Yeah. And I won't tell anyone how to be a fan. But it is when multiple people are reaching out to you and saying, just take a step back, take a yeah, breath. Because that's, right. that's what you always say in the Discord. Sometimes just take a breath, don't you? And then don't write down. come back. <laughs> don't write anything down. It's your night. Just put your phone down and watch a game. Mm. Yeah. Um, right then. Should we move, what, should we move to no, some positives? I, no, there's one more negative we need to talk about, unfortunately. Go on, then. It's moody, isn't it? I had him down mm, as no, Yeah, I was going to say, he, he had that miss at the start of the game, but then he came back. And he, what was it, the 50-yard re 55. No, 50, the 55 is amazing. 55. The 55 is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. But, and again, he's a rookie, so you should give him the same leeway as a rookie quarterback. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, again, I'm fully supporting him and I, you know, I love him. He's our kicker and he's the greatest ever. But that three points, it makes such a difference because that last drive, maybe, you know, Brock doesn't have to force that ball. Would you, we, would you, if he, would you feel differently about him if he'd nailed the 40 yard and missed the 54 yard? No, I want him to be 100%. Matter, still three points. It. Yeah, you know, it's... You so know. what Nadji is telling you, he was the one who was starting to call Robbie, Robbie Gold in the discard. I knew it was you, Nadji. <laughs> no, call Robbie. Wasn't <laughs> I don't the want Robbie back. Though, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, Robbie Gold, we, we wouldn't have even done a 55-yard field. No, exa- that's exactly. Gold, exactly. He doesn't have the leg. No, yeah. He just yeah. doesn't have the leg. I just, yeah. you know, at, at that point when he missed it and it was it was 7 nothing. It's just, it's a killer. It's momentum killer. We fumbled, they scored a touchdown on a super long drive. We managed to drive down. Good drive. And we got away with nothing and give them the ball back. It's just, you know. It happens. Oh, no, I know. I know. But he's going to have to, it's going to have to be better. You've got to not fumble the ball in the red zone and you've got to punch it in and not rely on short field goals. Absolutely. The the Vikings kick a miss towards the end of the game which would have made it an eight point and I think Moody may be guilty, Gareth, of people using that third round draft against him. I've seen some of the content creators talking about never draft a kicker in the third round and you think it's not his fault where he was drafted and he's on the field and like Lee said, Robbie wouldn't have attempted the 55 yard. Maybe, Nadji, we need this adversity now Mm-hmm. So when it happens yeah. in the playoffs, it's going to count. It's yeah, going yeah. To and it's kind of perfect 100%. coming just before the bye week as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, if we can get through Sunday night with a win, yeah. then I think we are set up for a good run yeah. in the second half of the season. Because we've got the team. We're getting healthy. The most important part of the team's coming back, Sammy Walmart, as I said. <laughs> um, and to me, my mind hasn't changed. We still go in the Super Bowl. We're yeah. still winning the Super Bowl. Absolutely. We might have made it a little bit more no, difficult for ourselves. But then again, how, how many games have we played? We've played seven games. So there's 10 games left, right? That's right. The Eagles could easily lose one or two of those games. Easily. They lose one they, they, against us. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, yeah, there you go. I mean, they might hit a bad patch just like we do. And they might have an injury. Yeah. It might be their turn to have their squad decimated by injuries in the lead up to the end of the regular season. Yeah. What happens if Jalen Hurts goes down? Yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. think the Eagles are still a contender then? I don't even I know don't. who their backup is. 
for no, all I'm those sure Cowboys fans coming in my mentions, I hope you've got the same energy when the Cowboys play the Eagles, because that's one game that I want the Cowboys to win. I can oh. tell you that. A draw again. I do know the third. I do know the third stringer at the Eagles is uh, McKee from Stanford. Oh, is it? No. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, positives. Should we? Um, yeah, positives. Definitely. We only lost by five. You know, despite yeah. everything that went wrong in that game, and they were playing really, really, really good. We lost by five. Well, you know five. what the biggest positive is, though, don't you? You know what it is. What is it? None of you scored any points on the uh, predictor league. None, neither did you. No, one <laughs> no but that's positive for me. <laughs> that none of you scored either. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's two, positive two for everybody. <laughs> no, but, you know, if you think of a game where you've got three turnovers, two picks, and, you know, touchdown just before the half, and countless completions on... They had some, like, 75% third down completion rate. Yeah, you don't think you'd lose by same. five. You, it seems like you would have been blown out. And we were in it. We were alive on this last drive. We could have won it. You know, just a little bit of lady luck sometimes. And to me, it felt very much like the Browns game, where a couple of things go our way, a couple of things doesn't go their way, a couple of calls, a couple of things. And, the you know, the game's on its head and it's a blowout. I think if CMC just, as you said, runs it in and it's 7 nothing on the first drive, and then they get, a, and then we get the pick by Mooney again, and we go fourteen nothing. I think the game's over. You know, it's it, positive. It's, fine it's, margins. A fine margin, very fine. Mm. On the road, you know, in prime time, uh, in an electric stadium, and those fans are pretty good. Gives give them that uh, in an amazing stadium. So, so you make a good point there. So one one of the things I noticed on social media. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed that um, John Chapman had the 49er rush road trip, the, the takeover out there. That that looked absolutely epic. It, mm. Definitely the type of thing I wish I'd have been at. Um, Nicholas Parra, part of yeah. the group, met him a couple of times. He was out there. And and when he came out, when he left the stadium, he, he did a video on Instagram. And he mentioned how, how welcoming the fans were, the Viking fans were. Yeah. And he said it was, it was a friendly atmosphere. There was no in-your-face like you get with the Eagles who are trash. And he says it's a really nice place to go and visit for a road game. So I think I think you're right. I think the fans, that, that that's a positive. It, it is definitely for us over in the UK who who tend to look at which road games we can make. Looking at the feedback I've seen on social media, that's definitely a place I'd love to go to. Yeah, I'd love to go to. To be fair, uh, sent the, the UK Vikings on Twitter. We've had a bit of banter with them since we had the joint watch party. If you remember. Yeah. For Bristol, so I sent them a congratulations message this morning. And Lee, the Gowland Bowl. Oh, How yeah. many messages have you had off your brother? I half expected him to be on your chair when you Zero. first came on. Zero. <laughs> because he knows me better than that. <laughs> I'm only a five minute drive away. And I'm That's a positive. That's a positive. Yeah. I, uh, not only I am thought... I not competitive, I'm also not a bad loser. <laughs> I thought uh, Jalen Moore did did well. I think that's that's worth he mentioning. Did. Coming in for Trent, we we weren't overwhelmed with with the blitzing. I mean, we had a good practice against the Giants, um, but Purdy had time, and and the offensive pass protection wasn't wasn't a problem. Um, he coped with that blitzing very well, and I think that that's uh, across the board. Yeah, there's there there was a sack and what have you, but you know, you're going to expect that in a game. Um, but I do think that was worth a mention because it was something like his fourth start. Um, I know he seems to have been around wow. for a few years, which he has, but 
he obviously hasn't had, had much chance to play. So big shout out to Jalen then for a, a good shift. Yeah, Got any other definitely. positives? I mentioned Kettle before, but just to sprinkle, he led the Niners with five receptions, 78 yards and seven targets. But he was also equally as good in the blocking game. It's always yeah, good to so see good. George. And when Fred Warner went down, oh, Gareth, I think horrible. every single one of us thought, oh, please, no. Just so thank you for all the prayers that ranted when he got back up. So, I mean, Warner and Greenlaw come out Greenlaw, just with a little yeah. bit of credit for me. Uh, I know mm. the defence wasn't great but for me the linebackers showed by the best in the yeah. NFL and I agree like Greenlow. just we said before the, the takeaway sorry Najee these last two games is despite how bad we've played we've been in the games people hmm. we're still in I thought you can ask on the so road sometimes yeah. keep the oh, faith and listen the, to the floor the floor of the team is high um, um, yeah. unfortunately we, we've been perhaps near the floor but I think the, the players that we've got we, we should never be putting in terrible performances particularly, well, on, on both sides of the ball. Um, you mentioned the linebackers. I was also going to say, I thought Oren Burks had another good game. Um, he's quietly yeah. um, stepping up and, and not being left behind out of that linebacker uh, group. And I, and I thought Juwan Jennings did well as well. Um, he's turning to a bit of a safe safe pair of hands, I think, and someone who yeah. clearly Purdy trusts him. Um, and clearly there's some reliability there that he makes the catches and he's where he needs to be. Uh, other than the um, interception. But as you said, I think he was impeded slightly, um, which contributed to that. Yeah. So I'm going to go one step further than you, Gareth, and say um, completely lost my train of thought there. Yeah, sorry, that's it. (laughs) I'm going to say our floor, our floor is a perennial playoff team. That's what our floor is. Mm. The ceiling Super Bowl champions. That's how how high our floor is. That's where we should want to be. You know, that's where we want to be. Uh, yeah. Making the playoff every year is what you want to do. Well, that's exactly. why we're getting the hate, isn't it? It's why non-Niners fans keep talking yeah, yeah. about yeah. us. It's why non-Niners fans keep hitting us with a stick with Brock. But there's one positive you missed, Gareth. I thought you'd be nailed on. Mitch's only punt, it went for 62 yards. Sounds daft, but in special teams, when you're a punter... We punted once. Nail him down there. One we punted punt once, says, so yeah. and we lost the game. Yep. This is crazy. This is what I mean. It, that game's crazy. I didn't really realize it's too late. <sighs> Once. Yeah, I think if we had Dre <laughs> against the Mitch. Browns, if we had Dre against the Browns, we would have won that game. Dre is something else. He's definitely going to get ejected this year at some point. I can almost guarantee it. He's far too much on the edge, but I love it. <laughs> Some but reason I love it. it we, yeah, we we need. We just talked about. We don't get that intensity from the sideline. Yeah, no, anymore. yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, it's, it's, it's probably it's the only one that line, still has it. Yeah, but but somebody fired that team up in the third quarter. I can't remember. But suddenly you saw that energy, and you went, "Where's that been for the first three quarters of the game?" But anyway, yeah, that's true. that's drifting back to negatives. So we're going to bin that one. Uh, player watch might be quite brief. I thought McKivitz did well, Lee. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, you have to go back and compare him to that first game. And it's like chalk and cheese now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he did yeah. get beat a couple of times, but then again, I it's mean, it's like, McClinchy. <laughs> we have it's McClinchy. almost like TJ White is a very good player. Yeah, I know. It's surprising, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I know. You know, I, th- I thought he had a, I thought he had a steady game again. Yeah, it was good. That with that run, CMC Lim- run is big part of it on that one. Yeah. It's his side. It's it's happening a little bit more his side. I think he's getting better. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, it will do. 
It will do. I mean, he wasn't. He was never a starting right tackle in the league. Exactly. He was never a starting right tackle anywhere. Exactly. And, and and suddenly he's playing there this season, and he is getting better as the season goes on. I thought uh, Lenore was a little bit up and down again. Um, yeah. Sometimes I think it's easy to see the guys got beat, but as we talked about earlier, I don't think anyone in the secondary. Um, the Vikings were very good at finding the gaps in the zones. I felt and made the secondary look bad, and and they they make Hafunga and Gibson irrelevant in the game yep. because they're just they're just not anywhere near where they can make a play. Um, and I thought Lenore did okay again, um, but but nothing nothing particularly outstanding, but maybe nothing particularly bad. There, I think there was a there was a holding a defensive pass interference call. I think that put them down on the one yard line, um, and he was Richard getting a, a bit score. of a toyed time from from Addison. They didn't score on that, so you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Mason, Mason, and Bell absent again. You guys might yeah. have to think about a bye week switch. Maybe. Well, I mean, he scored two touchdowns in a row, and then that's just well, mm. it's baffling, isn't it's it? It seems like he's getting more snaps and scores a touchdown, and then the last two games it completely disappears. I'm starting to believe what Lee said. He might have seen or done something or said something at practice or somewhere that didn't strike well with Kyle or Bobby Turner or somebody and he's he's in a dog ass. Um, he's going to have to climb his way out of it. Um, sometimes but, you, you... I think as a coach, sometimes you got to... You can make your point, but if you need that player to perform, you know, you, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face, aren't you? To go, I'm going to make a point of suiting him up and sitting him on the bench to mm-hmm. make a point to him when I really need a power back late in this game to take some of the load off McCaffrey. You know, it's it's not worth injuring McCaffrey to make a point to Mason. No, that's true. And, but if and he scores the winning game. touchdown in the Super Bowl, we will forget about it. What, yeah, Ronnie so. Bell? Yeah, uh, Super Bowl winning touchdown, Ronnie Bell. Court McKivitz. It'll be Danny Gray. We, There's we the rabbit hole, Gareth, you never thought. Court McKivitz getting the Super Bowl winning touchdown pass. But if it happens, Lee... I'd love to see it. Yeah, don't care who it is. Um, oh, yeah. We've done player watch. I think the score predictions table can take a week off since uh, yep, uh, it, I think it hasn't shifted, has nope, it? It's a um, big but perhaps egg. Uh, a last talking point is the trade deadline is approaching. I do notice that the Eagles have been quietly restocking their roster how, in a couple of places. How do they do it every year? Kevin Byard's a good player. Damn it. Mm, so, do you do you think? We need something. Do you think we will sign something? I would have thought. Well, you hear rumours that Lynch has been on the phone to people. Yeah. Um, if if it wasn't for the last two weeks, I'd have said no. But I I am now convinced we're going to bring somebody in. I've no idea where that's going to be. Um, people have, because of last night's performance of the defensive line, people are talking about another defensive end. I don't think that'll happen. We just no. brought in Randy no. Gregory. I don't think that's the thing. Yeah, no, I, I think so. it could be a cornerback. Yeah. Because at the moment our cornerbacks are lacking. Um could be that way. I don't think it's gonna be all line. Look at all the other parts of the team. I, I think it's gotta be cornerback. If we Teams bring somebody in, it's gonna be cornerback. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, Patrick Satin from the wrong course. It'll oh, be expensive. That would be expensive. Two first rounds. That's too much. I don't think it'll be two first rounds. First no, too much for corner. That's too much. That's still too much. But uh, uh, yeah, I think I agree. Corner, 
And I quite like the idea of a, of a receiver, a bit of depth. If we're not going to use Ronnie Bell, and we can get somebody that can contribute when, you know, either Debo, because we, BA was down with injury as well. And so just the way we play, isn't it? The yak, they get hurt quite a bit. Would, wouldn't, wouldn't mind. Maybe Wait. a new tight end too, you know, somebody oh, that gets a key or something like that from, from the Patriots, not doing too well. Can maybe add a ring. I'm surprised. Know. Given what we've talked about, I think we should get another running back because Mitchell is clearly not doing it. If Mason is not trusted fully, and you you know as well as I do, if McCaffrey goes out for an extended period, our offense needs to be rebuilt from the ground up because we've become so reliant onto him. So I'm not sure if we would go for a power back who can take some of the load off of him or would want another uh, receiving running back because clearly Mason just you know has never been targeted i think as a as a receiving back and to me that is our biggest risk that we we need to be able sure. to rest McCaffrey and we need something that's a little bit different and if Mason's not that, clearly Mitchell's not that i don't i i don't have a, a a name in mind i didn't think it through other than when you were talking and suddenly who's one the, back came into my head who's the guy who used to play for the lions uh, jamal williams no no so young, what you're telling us, Gareth, we're going for Jonathan it. Taylor, Devante Adams, Patrick Saturn, Brian Burns. They're all coming in. Yeah. We'll just get rid of the picks for the next 10 years. Who's the Lions? That's the and names they, I've seen kicking about all those draft. names. Oh, it was Swift. It's gone to the Eagles, hasn't it? Never mind. Swift, that's it, yeah. Um, something like that would be good. Lee's got some yeah. cooking. I can see by that look on his face. I, was gonna, I, I think he's a, a free no, I mean, agent. I mean, uh, Leonard Fournette. Let's, get, let's, let's go and get Derek Henry. Well, possibly. You know, why not? I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't really thinking running back. I, I was thinking anything going off what Nadji said about the wide receiver. D Hop's kind of made made a few comments in the past uh, week and a bit. D Hop, mm, not sure we that's the skill set we need. Well, he's pretty cheap. He's on minimum vet, yeah. I think. So, and to come to contender, see, this is what we need to do. A trade show because we can yeah. talk about it for yeah, an hour and have we fun need to with a it. Show. <laughs> can have fun with it. Look at lists and be like, no, let's get this guy. Let's get that guy. And we're well, almost um, up to an hour, and I need to go out for a run. Yeah, <laughs> so I've I, got the I, live will, I will say, I think, <laughs> I think getting getting a couple of new faces in as well. It it just it stirs the team up a bit as well, and I think it can knock you a little bit out of um, uh, a hole. I think it can, particularly if we bring in the right sort of professional, which we know Lynch and Shanahan always target the guy with with the right attitude. And I think that can freshen up the team a little bit at any position. So I, I would love to see us sign someone. I'm not talking about superstars. I'm talking about picking up somebody for, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh rounders, something like that. Someone who's out of contract, but a reliable vet who doesn't have to be spectacular because we've got those players. Someone who can help shoulder the load, whether that's receiving, running, or or in the secondary. Well, the, the, there has been talk about the uh, the Giants shopping um, Barkley. So I know that goes completely against what you've just said. That would Gareth, be tasty, because but... he is high end. But yeah, that, there's been talk of that. Anyway, then, um, should uh, we? Uh, we finished on a little bit of a positive note. So um, unless yeah. there's anything else, we'll we'll let Lee go for his run. Uh, so thank you for joining me, lads. And thanks to everyone okay. who watches and listens to the show. Um, do you agree with our assessment? Or do you think we're talking absolute nonsense? Um, do let us know in the comments when we post the um, 
uh, post the podcasts. Uh, we will be back later in the week to look ahead to getting back home to Levi's and welcoming the Bengals. We're on a short week and they've just enjoyed their bye week. Um, I think next show we will do our best to muster up some positivity and we might even need to dust off the wheel next week. So we're not quite there yet. We're not quite, the we're not quite there yet. We should, we should dust it off, make sure it's oiled up, just in yeah. case. Yeah. So enjoy your week and don't have nightmares. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Bang bang nine again. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with Rob Tom. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side.